When the rest of the world appears to be grinding once again to a halt, football is doing very much the opposite, with European and Premier League games coming thick and fast. It's another week with Friday deadline, another week with Monday games, which gives us a very little breathing space in between, especially when you're cramming Europe games in there as well. So here we are with a Thursday pod, roughly 24 hours before the deadline. But we're going to do what we can to kind of cover everything relevant for the game week ahead. We're looking at Liverpool defenders. We're talking Leeds and uh, Hattrick Bamford in particular. I want to look and talk about kind of team structure as well because I, I feel like there's probably going to be a, a switch and kind of, especially for the next few weeks, it looks like we're kind of, I'm edging away from a couple of teams in particular. Um, and then I want to look at the teams that I'm edging towards, kind of Man United and Chelsea, kind of a bit under the radar. Um, so we'll talk about them as well. This is Bandit Boocast. <laughs> Do you get it? Because it's it's Halloween. So I kind of talked about Trent and Robbo last week, so I don't want to kind of hammer in too much on them, but when they don't keep a clean sheet against Sheffield United, immediately you start to worry, and I am worrying. I've got two. I've got Trent and Robbo at the minute. And uh, 7-5, well now 7-4 for Trent and 7-0 for Robber. You kind of want more in his hands. The point is, we have these two players because we expect them to outscore the other players in their positions. They're not doing that at all at the minute. Um, Trent in particular, who's the more expensive one, he's got two returns on the season in six game weeks. One clean sheet and one assist. That's just... The only reason you're keeping him certainly isn't because of what he's done. It's because of what you're hoping he does and returns to kind of, well, just returns to the kind of Trent we, we know and love. You kind of compare him to someone like, because comparing him to defenders is kind of pointless because I think realistically you're going to be dropping down to a 4-5 or 5, which would be fine. And maybe you're rotating those with other 4-5s so at just picking out a random 4-5 and comparing him to, say, someone like, I don't know, Ailing and saying they've got, well, Ailing's done a bit better or something like that. Well, Ailing's on, yeah, so Ailing on exact same points, but his point is comparing because you're getting three million extra, you're rotating, and realistically, you obviously expect the long term to Trent to kind of come back. What I've kind of been looking at is kind of in the short term, do I expect the players in other positions to do as well as Trent? So someone like Zaha, who is on six returns for the season, a return every game week, and his fixtures over the next few weeks. So they've got Wolves this week on Friday, then Leeds, Burnley, Newcastle, West Brom. That is just an unbelievable run. It's two of the promoted sides, and then Burnley and Newcastle, who, you know, kind of bottom half teams. And the numbers back up his returns. He's been getting more shots than anybody else in his price bracket, both as forwards and midfielders. So you kind of... I'm backing someone like Zaha to outscore Trent over these next few weeks. Don't get me wrong. We look at the score totals at the end of the season. I'd be surprised to not see A, Trent at the top of the defenders and be top of kind of 7-5 and below everywhere else. But at the minute, whilst they're a bit kind of catching up and adjusting to life without Van Dijk, they've got West Ham, City... Leicester, 
in the next three, and then Brighton and Wolves after that. It's it's not a very nice run of fixtures, particularly from a clean sheet perspective. So I'm I'm quite happy at this point to kind of think about. I mean, it's, it's even kind of unfair on Zaha to even pick him out at the same price. Even just look at someone like so Trent's on two returns for the season, and we are now beginning to talk about selling, but. That's kind of taken us a while to think about, and I, I won't even be doing it this week. But if this was a midfielder at seven five, I have no doubt at all that he would already be gone with two returns. Someone like Foden, who has three returns on the season, just constantly feels like I'm hovering over on the transfer team. Like, oh yeah, maybe I'll sell Foden. He's not done that great, or. Maybe Perdence, who has also two returns, the same as Trent, but for two million less. And he did completely not start one game. And he only he only ever plays 70 minutes. So he's understandably not going to get as many returns, but he has got as many. But he's five five. So he's kind of your fourth midfielder anyway, but he's he's always something I'm considering transferring out. Whereas Trent and Robert, I've just I never tinker with them. And that's kind of a problem that I don't think is exclusive to me and something that we probably need to think about moving forward. I mean, it's I said last week, and I'm going to stick by it, that I wanted to see Sheffield United and West Ham, hopefully they get one clean sheet at least in those two, and then maybe an attack and return sprinkled in, and then maybe you're confident holding. But after the West Ham game, straight into Man City away, it's, it's not where you want to be spending £14.5 million. And it's maybe not even where you want to be spending. I mean, if you have one, I, I don't have a problem. If, particularly if you've got your wild card still and you can kind of wild card one of these guys back in at the start of December. I really wouldn't worry about it. I don't think you're going to be missing too many points. On to a bit more positive news. I think I've got to start back in Leeds a bit more. My team, uh, I was quite particularly negative about Leeds last week and I wasn't confident at all about the Villa game. And I should have been, because we just went and won 3-0. And Bamford went and scored a hat-trick. He's on six goals for the season, two assists. The point of him at the start of the season, when he was 5-5, and me and other Leeds fans kind of talked him down, wasn't because we necessarily didn't back him. But when we signed Rodrigo, most of us expected Rodrigo to eventually, definitely by this point, be in the number nine and be taking Bamford's minutes at least. That's obviously not happened. Rodrigo has now slipped into the number 10 role, kind of taking Pablo's spot most games. So it's he's now up to 5-9. He's rose 0.4 since the start. And he's as good as option as any of kind of the six fives and below. If, you, if you're still kind of in that area, I know a lot of people have kind of moved on now because... Kane and DCL probably use up one of your spots and then maybe your other one's Jimenez and Ings. So you kind of, a lot of people have moved along from the Wilsons, the Adams and Watkins and players like that. But for Bamford, I mean, I know I'll say this quietly, I did recommend selling him last week for Watkins. I just, I've kind of had a reality check now where Bamford is obviously the main man. Bielsa trusted him and for good reason because he's absolutely killing it. And at 5.9, I mean, he's owned by 30% of teams now. It's it's kind of only me I'm speaking to when I'm talking about this, but we've got okay fixtures. 
which get a bit better as Christmas rolls around. I don't think you can go very wrong elsewhere because a lot of people have kind of defenders and mids as well. Defenders you've obviously rewarded there. I'm going to start back in the more and start starting them because Ailing was on my bench this week. And then the mids, just take your pick. Costa, Click, Harrison, take one of them. I, I think they're absolutely great for the price. I think, I mean, like the Twitter darling, Perdence, like at this point, why not have a Leeds guy instead? I mean, I know I was just talking about not selling Perdence, but kind of all of these, all of these three have done better than him. And are just so reliably going to start. There's no... There will be an eventual kind of choice when we kind of start talking about Rafinha or maybe he starts taking Harrison's minute. So maybe maybe kind of a bit cooler on Harrison, but Click and Costa, I don't see them kind of dropping from the 11 at all. Particularly Click, Click's first name in, the, in Bielsa's team at least. A bit of admin now, which I suppose I haven't done before. I do have a mini-league, which I've not mentioned. I thought I may as well. Um, beat the bandit, see if you can take me on the last couple of seasons. It's kind of been only about 10 of you managed to beat me. Um, we've got a round at the minute. Let's have a look. I think it's around one... Yeah, 139 people in the league at the minute. So let's see if we can bump that number up. And let's see if any of you can beat me. You are at the minute, so a big shout out to Brad Weber, who's number one of the Beat the Bandit League. He's around 8k at the minute, so good on him. And that's even with his captain black. But he's, he's back Zaha, which is nice to see. So yeah, that's the league. You can join it by using the little code thing, which is PBHVML. PBHVML. I appreciate you, man. I have a pen and paper to hand, so I will, of course, put a link in the episode description, which you should be able to just click instantly and join automatically. I'll also tweet it out as well, at FPL Bandit. Just very briefly, back to Leeds then. If you did back Strike, who is the 4 mil guy standing in for Phillips at the minute, he was subbed after 20 minutes and uh, kind of less than desirable. 20 minutes as well, picking up a yellow card and it looked like he would have got the red if he stayed on any longer. I still back him to start next week. We might get more confirmation from Bielsa before deadline, but I would feel... I mean, it's against Leicester anyway, so maybe you're not confident on McLean, but if you are and you would have started him otherwise, then I think back him because I think Bielsa will back him. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it there. Um, That actually brings us on to this week's it's the spooky pick. That's right, it's the spooky dookie wookie wookie pick pick pick, where every week we try and pick a player that's earned by less than 5% of players. Well, this week, I'm bigging up Ziyech, who is back. He's had a couple of sub-appearances, and he started midweek last night in the... Champions League, and he also bagged his first cut for Chelsea. So that's nice. I have been saying on this podcast for a while that I was less interested in, say, Werner and Havertz until the main four, that front four, were back. They all are now. They all look back properly, all fully fit. 
if they all start starting, which I think they will, I think this weekend's the weekend, then they've got a nice little short-term run of fixtures. ZH is the cheapest one at 7.9. So yeah, just very quickly, the fixtures, Burnley, Sheffield, Newcastle, diddly-dee, diddly-dum. <laughs> that's not right at all. But yeah, that's good. That's a nice little pick. He's only owned by, let's have a look, 1.3%. So super, super low earned. And that's probably got even gone up a bit since he's kind of got his fitness back. So yeah. Super low earned. Um, we'll stay on Chelsea actually, just because because of those three fixtures. And I do think they're a bit under the whenever a team gets a nil-nil, no one seems to transfer the players in. But it was a nil-nil against Man United. But both teams were probably happy with that result. So it's a nil-nil, but it's a positive result for both teams. So I think we need to talk about both teams and can we kind of where we can attack it. And I think one of the main places with those fixtures has to be in defence. And Chilwell's obviously the standout there at 5-8. Um, primarily, really, just because I don't actually think any of the others yet um, are nailed. We've kind of seen play two centre-backs, three at the back. And kind of, even when it's two at the back, it hasn't been a nailed two. Those two have kind of interchanged. So he's still kind of obviously trying to pick between back four, back five, and kind of determine which players he wants from there. Because otherwise, I think Reese James would be a standout option as well. But he didn't start mid midweek, but hasn't started the last couple of league games as well. So you can read that two ways. You can either think, oh, he's been rested for this weekend, or maybe he's just out of the picture completely at the minute. So yeah, I mean, Chilwell just seems like the the only nailed one, and just seems to be getting getting forward a lot as well. I don't think he's going to quite replicate Marcus Alonso numbers of of days gone, but I, I bank. Well, I'm, I'm backing a couple of clean sheets in the next three games. And then hopefully there's an attack and return or two there. So he's one, for example, if you are selling a Liverpool defender this week, I think Chilwell's an easy an easy switch and an easy pick if you're not going all the way down to a 4-5. And then I think elsewhere, if you are not if you don't want to go risky with Ziyech, I think Werner's now just straight back in, back in the picture. There's a reason why he was in nearly all of our teams pre-season, because we know how many goals he could score. And he's kind of finally started uh, with a couple of ga- couple of goals in the game week five game against Southampton. So yeah, backing back in Chelsea and the other the other half of that game then. So Man United again. So no one's kind of talking about them, but so both of these teams both have just come off really positive and really good nilling Champions League opponents. So I think. Fernandez, if you can afford him, is right up there. So they've got Arsenal this week. Fernandez, Rashford scored a hat trick midweek, who I've kind of been down on, but at the minute, so Marshall's injured. Well, not in, sorry, not injured. Marshall suspended for one more game. Rashford's the main guy starting up front at the minute, so you'll get one one game of that, and then you'll move back out to the wing. He just he can't do no wrong at the minute. He's been all over the news for reasons of feeding feeding the children. So saving he's saving our country and he's also trying to saving Manu at the minute. So I, I just I think any of these guys are really under the radar and really good. I don't know what's going on with Greenwood at the minute. I don't know if anyone can shed any light on that for me because he's just kind of been been out of the picture and not picked up at all at the minute. So otherwise he'd have been right up there in in my picks, but. I think, yeah, if you're moving off 
I mean, there's been talk about people selling Salah and things like that, or maybe you're not thrilled with how City have looked and your Sterlings and KDBs you're selling. Then I think I would be looking at Fernandes. I just, we know how many points they can score consistently after kind of January onwards last season. So I think they're a bit under the radar at the minute, not being talked about by many people. And I expect Chelsea and Man U to kind of go on little runs, actually. Little runs. So have a look at them if you fancy. Something I kind of touched on there a bit then. So if people are selling someone like Salah, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of team structures change, especially if Liverpool... Liverpool and City players are getting sold. And I don't blame people for doing that. They've both got pretty rough fixtures. They've got each other in game week eight, which you just never know where to go there. Liverpool at the back don't look great. City have never looked great at the back. <laughs> and they've just not looked quite like quite like City at the minute. Those last the last three games haven't been great. Leeds Arsenal and West Ham have all been a bit ropey. It's difficult to justify having these players when they're over eleven million at the minute when they're not not kind of firing. So if you are selling, what are we looking at here? I think there's a kind of small little window here where we're gonna be having maybe double Everton. We've also got to look at West Ham. So kind of who are you picking there? It they kind of fixture change. So there it's kind of what everyone has been talking about with Antonio, who has actually just picked up a, a slight niggle and went off early last week. But game week eight is the one that kind of everyone's been talking about for West Ham, where their kind of run starts because they've had what in theory should have been a very difficult run to start the season. They now have what in theory should be a good run. So after Liverpool this week, they've got Fulham, Sheffield, Villa, Man U, Leeds and Palace it's really, really good. And if they can put in the performances that have been against the good teams, then they should be getting mad returns against the, the bad teams. So I'm kind of looking at one of my team structure. I'm kind of adjusting now to... I've kind of already been doing kind of four at the back. That's definitely not getting done anymore. I'm dropping that to three. But now rather than kind of having maybe Perdence at 5-5, five, five, I should have a bit more money to maybe have a midfield of Son being my most expensive. Oh no, sorry, Bruno, Son. And then you can kind of have Kane at the front, DCL. And then you're going to have a lot of money for these guys. They're not going to be five fives and six fives anymore. You're going to be able to get Zaha and Grealish, for example. Whereas before you were maybe looking at one of the two at the kind of seven five mark. So I just kind of wanted to kind of mention that to kind of say it's a good time to kind of be jumping on these these seven fivers when when kind of team structure kind of changes amongst your team. Don't be afraid to kind of go against the grain of what we've done the last couple of years with a bit more premium defenders. It just doesn't seem the way this season. Kind of jump on it now whilst you can because because these are always double moves when you're kind of changing team structure, which is why they're why we're kind of quite often afraid from them because then it's a double move back. Right, captains then. We're up to that point of the pod where we talk about who we should captain. It's got to be between Salah and Kane, probably. Or maybe you take and roll the dice with a City guy. 
I am personally going Kane. I suppose Kane or Son, actually, if you've not got Kane. Son's a great option. So they've got Brighton this week at home. Salah has, well, Liverpool have West Ham. I think it'd be a harder decision with if you had Mane. Mane's kind of just looked better at the minute. And I haven't really mentioned him much at all on the podcast. But if you have Mane, I've been talking about selling Liverpool players. I don't think Mane would be one that you're selling. So, yeah, those two clear captain options. A bit easier than last week, I think. I don't think you'll lose much sleep between Kane, Salah, Son. And then maybe if you're feeling particularly spicy, you go a City guy. But I don't think you need to take that risk. Oh, that's my door. I'm also not doing any transfers this week. So my team is the same as it was last week. Which means I've still got two Liverpool defenders. So I'm holding for a double switch, probably with one or two of the Liverpool guys going out next week. We will see. As for the podcast, I think we're going to stick with Thursdays for now. I might change that though. I might go earlier in the week. Let me know if you think that'll be better. Just because of the schedule at the minute, it's just a bit mad. Because I think these Friday games with these £15 madness that they're charging on these Friday nights, then especially when there's European games and Monday games, there's very little time for you guys to, to tune into the broadcast. And we need as much... I wanted it to be as relevant as possible, which is why we were able to talk about the European games this week. But with it so jam need we're going to need at least a day or two more. So we'll go maybe Tuesday or Wednesday next week. We will see. Thank you very much for listening. Please like, retweet, and do whatever you can with the podcast. Thank you very much again for listening. I've been FPL Bandit. Hit me up on the socials. Hit me up on Tinder as well. <laughs> Why would I say that? Sorry. Bye-bye. Love you.